Hey, this is Tim McGregor, and I'm the pastor of LOH Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you. I hope it builds your faith and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. Enjoy the message. We're in a series called Heart and Soul. This is message number two. I titled it, How Jesus Saves Our Heart. How Jesus Saves Our Heart. The good news of the gospel. Euanglion is the Greek word for gospel. It's where we get the word evangelism from. EU prefix good, angel, messenger, message, good message. The good news, the gospel, is simply this. For trust in his word revealed in the gospel. And we trust it. We put our action of faith there. God Almighty declares that we are what we're not. Right in his eyes. And he positions us there by grace, not works, and declares with his word, not guilty, sins forgotten, not only forgiven. And he positions you and I in a place of sonship, daughterhood, liberated people, positionally in Christ. That's the gospel. And he not only declares that positionally for us, then he places righteousness dynamically in us for free, for faith. Not works, faith. You and I, if we've received the gospel, whenever that was or however that was, God declared you just in his eyes, righteous before him, positionally in Christ. And now, in that position, he works through that dynamic of his righteousness and the person of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and I to bring about experientially what we already are positionally. That is how God takes us from being one kind of person to a new creation in Jesus. I love the music today. I love the songs today. Man, you guys lit the fire. And when we got to that, that line that does me in every time, you have no rival, I just want to run around the room. I can't help it. I can't help it. I just, that gets me, man, every time. I want to remind you of something. God loves people. God loves people. Paul the apostle described Jesus like this. He was, in the, in the book of Titus, He was the kindness and love of God for humanity revealed. What a word picture. The kindness and love of God for humanity was revealed in the human, fully human, fully God person of Jesus of Nazareth. To describe that kind of love is impossible. It's indescribable though we try. Paul said it this way, that we have to pray that the Holy Spirit will reveal it to our heart because we can't grasp it with our mind, how deep the love of God is for people. We can't. But, if you notice, not everybody's just reaching out for the gospel. Not everyone. Not everybody has a need for it. Without a gripping awareness of need, without having a sense of undoneness in his eyes, without an alarm going off in your conscience of your lack before God, without a fear of the Lord over the effects of the toxicity and brokenness in my life and in your life, and the rebel spirit. Without an awareness of the rebel spirit, what's the need to go, what must I do to be saved? Why would somebody call out to a savior if you don't know your life's on fire? Without a feeling of sorrow for the self-exaltation in contrast to the humiliation that the 
prince of heaven went through for us without a sense of that why cry out for a cross and the work of it to break the power off your life in our time there are numbers of influencers in the church world increasingly emphasizing only one part of the gospel and that's God loves everyone which is true but do you know that you can know that and just think well if he loves me just the way I am what's the need cheap grace is a grace without understanding the cost to give it freely cheap grace wants the blessing without the turning from and repentance from and the turning to so the heart and soul series is my work to lay before you as something to hold to hopefully now and for years to come Isaiah the prophet said this speaking for God God speaking through him we're not to the first chapter of our or not to the first uh, slide yet I'm just warming up <laughs> I the Lord live in a high and lofty place but also with those who are poor and bruised in spirit and tremble at my word I want to talk today about how we give our heart to Jesus and continue to do so and how he has given his heart to us and continues to do so when we receive the gospel we 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 have been saved but if you read the New Testament you find out we're also being saved and then when the Lord returns we will be saved and the war will be over Whew. come on man we're gonna look at how God works that in a person's life how Jesus works that in a person's life in this passage and one more starting in Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 very familiar passage to those of you Bible nerds that are here today any Bible nerds here yeah yeah cool right. Paul says this therefore I urge you New American Standard NIV says I in view of the King James says I beseech you I urge you by the mercies of God in view of the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God which is your spiritual service of worship true worship is continually doing that and do not so there's the positive here's the negative and do not this is in the if you want to nerd out with me grammatically for a minute in the greek language this is called a an emphatic imperative with a tense that means do not do this and keep on do not doing this and it emphatically stated what don't be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect Lord we've already prayed so many prayers but we lift up one more we pray that the the, the power and the dominion that's already here in Christ that the Holy Spirit is bearing witness to in our gathering we continue on now and in the grace of God I speak as uh, one by the grace of God only to take authority over every unclean spirit every lying spirit every deceiving thing that would try to raise itself up against the Word of God that you have laid on my heart to release to this place I have nothing to boast in I am taking my shoes off right now I'm on holy ground with you and Lord it's my prayer that you would be exalted that people's lives would be lifted up that the dirt would get cleared out of the wells of the sons of God Lord I pray that every religious spirit that raises itself up against the revelation or relational work of the Spirit of God would be bound I pray Lord that you you would set even the deepest prisoner free today 
and that such clarity and compassion from heaven's heart would be so revelatory that we'd all melt in the thought of it. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Romans 12 was written to believers who are called to be a light in the darkness. Called out of the darkness, but called into it. Not to be of the darkness, but to shine a light in it. Romans 12 is about you and I, all of us, not just preachers, not just certain people. All of us finishing the task, which is to prove to the world, not through argument, but through an expression of a certain kind of life, Prove that God's will is good, acceptable, and perfect. And we do that through the convincing witness of life being powerfully transformed incrementally as we walk with the one who not only saved, but saves our heart. Hey, any of you, after being saved, been through a rough road, and you said, Lord, save my heart. I mean, you might not be able to save my money. You might not be able to save my house. You might not be able to save my this. But when it's all said and done, Lord, save my heart. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I love you, man. You keep right up here in the front, and you just feel free. We can't do that. We haven't been able to do it. We'll never be able to do it with willpower. We can only do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Like Dallas Willard said, what transforms us is the will to obey Jesus Christ from a life that is one with his resurrected reality. Day by day. And we learn obedience through inward transformation. That's what we're going to talk about today. All right. So, in my shoes, in my shoeless self, Dustin put this up a few weeks ago and it fired me up um, and I want to use this okay all of us are one of these we all have one of these don't we how many of you came without your body today anyone <laughs> yeah so within all of our bodies and the, this first of all I want to talk about people who don't know the Lord I don't mean don't know about the Lord I mean they don't know the Lord they're not born again okay so that's everybody. There used to be an old, co- an old commercial. I wasn't born yet, but maybe some of you old people were, about Oscar Mayer wieners. <laughs> or hot dogs. Everybody, everybody likes Oscar Fat kids, da, 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 kids who climb on rocks, tough kids, other kids, even kids with chicken. They all love hot dogs. The dogs, kids. Any, any old people? Old. Raise your hand, old. I don't know why I remember that. I think I saw it on a video. Anyway, we all, we don't, I, not everybody loves hot dogs at all. Probably a good thing, probably a good thing, except if you're a baseball game. But we all, we all have this, and all of us have this. Now, in, in the Hebrew culture and the biblical idea, uh, God is one, although he's three persons, not three personalities, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And mankind, and I'm speaking of women and men, we are one thing too. God is Shema, hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And humanity is a Shema. We are, although we're breaking this apart for for teaching purposes, anyway, for teaching purposes, we are one. Where where heretics get uh, uh, throughout all of history, they break this apart. You can be spiritual and you can do whatever you want in your body as long as you're spiritual. That's Gnosticism. That's what Paul fought against, John fought against all through the history of the church. False teachers are all about that. And you know anybody that's spiritual but they're, but the, it's everything but Jesus right here, everything. So all, everybody's here. Now, all of us, before Christ, uh, your, spirit, your spirit is, is dead in the sense of having the ability to communicate with the, the one true and living God. Something has to happen to us for this to come alive. And there's only one thing that is that can do that. That's the gospel. Let's say we haven't heard the gospel, or we, but we've never faithed it. Okay. So we have a spirit that's trying to find love, trying to find life, something inside every human person wanting to break free, live. I just want to be free. Freedom, freedom, freedom. You ever heard anyone ask for freedom? We have this. These are are impossible to separate and only the word of God, according to Hebrews 4, 
can separate soul from spirit, which means you can't really do it, but if some, the Holy Spirit can do the Word of God can do this. Your soul, your mind, the way you think, your will, the way you just make decisions, and your emotions, how you feel. That's our soul. That's all of us. That's all of us. Now, let me see where I go from here. Oh, yeah. So, in your mind, in my mind before Christ, uh, in my will and my emotions, I have inclinations. People that aren't saved have inclinations. All of us are separated from the life of God, meaning we're led by our own thinking. And, and this comes from the, hey, I'm still recalling things that I, that from my childhood that every now and then pop up and I go, oh yeah, you have any of those? Oh yeah. And then I go, oh yeah. Uh, but even before I can remember, things were influencing me. My thoughts, my emotions, the way I was raised, the way I was educated or wasn't. My genetics, my experiences, good, bad, ugly, traumatic, triumphant. All of those things are all inside of T, Mech, G. All of it. I have my own realities in this old man. Things that aren't real, I think are real. Something, you know. You're laughing at me, I'm coming over here. And we all have, we all have that. We all have that, whether you're in the church or out of the church. So in this kind of world, whatever feels good, do it. I was born that way. I have feelings for this person or this thing. I, everything inside of me is saying, this is the way to go. Follow your heart, honey. Follow heart, whatever. Don't follow, just follow whatever's in your heart. Well, that's dangerous. Because Jeremiah 17 says, the heart, all this, is deceitful. Yes. It's desperately sick. Who can understand it? Someone out here, the Lord. So when we become Christians, real Christians, not just churchgoers, real Christians, we're made alive. Not here, we're already alive, right here. His spirit resurrects this spirit and now we're awake to God. You can't see the kingdom of God, Jesus told a Bible teacher, until this is born again by his spirit. And his spirit touches my spirit and I come alive to God. But I got dirt in my well. The way I've thought for all the years still is crowning. And so what Paul just said happens is we are to give all of this to him so he can by the new power of this facing truth with this be what the Greek word metamorpho means it's only used two times in the New Testament one by Luke who was Paul's friend in Luke's account of Jesus on the top of the mountain being changed into another form the only other place it's used is when Paul is telling us Give yourself to God in such a way that you be transformed Amen. from the inside out. And the motivation of it is his mercy. He spends 11 chapters describing the mercy of God for every person. 11 chapters. And then he goes, in view of all that, I urge you, Christian, throw your life into an active every day as you go to work, as you come home, as you go to school, whatever you do, throw your whole life into this work on the inside of you because if not, you will be conned, conformed. And the world is one big con. You'll be pressed back. Even as a Christian, you'll be pressed back in and you won't notice it. And it's God's great presence of mercy that has the conquering power to change a person's will from living for self to giving yourself as a living sacrifice to the will of the great God of heaven. And that's how we prove to those who mock and scoff and wonder and write off the church, that's how we prove. It's actually how God proves through us that God's way is good. Yes, it is. God's way is perfect. Yes, it is. 
and it's acceptable. And Jesus said, if you want to know if this is just some game, Bill Maher, if you just want to know, Jesus said this. If you're willing to do his will, you'll find out. This is John 7, 16. You will know of my teaching, whether it's from God or myself. Let's talk about the will of God for a minute. The will of God. The other day I prayed a prayer after being ministered to by a, a local preacher friend of mine who was just preaching the fire down. And I prayed a prayer that, Lord, help me to have a flame of devotion for you in my heart when you return that's greater than the one you ignited when we started. And I pray the same for those that I love. Let's talk about the will of God. The will of God is about holy living. It's about holy church. It's about high ground advancing incrementally in your life and my taking the high ground instead of high places being in the high ground in our lives. God's will is holy living. Holy means, holy means that God looks down puts his hand on your life, which he's done for every believer, and sets you apart for himself. That doesn't mean he separates us from the world. No, 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 no. The world is hope. We've got to be in the world. And not just parts of the world, all of it. But as holy, set-apart people. He sets me apart and you apart, and I in turn continue to set myself apart to live his will. And I overcome the past of my life and establish a new kingdom identity, he does, as I keep bringing myself before him. Holy living. Holy church. The bride of Christ is to be hot. A holy church. God wants the church gatherings to be so hot that demonic plots can't take the heat of being close to you and me. And it is beyond time for you and I to get so on fire. Those of us who have been battling from the start meltdowns of all kinds to be so on fire that we start giving the devil meltdowns holy church is about the holy spirit working in the church convincing us that we're his those songs today man i just it was easy i didn't have to work up anything i didn't have to get a running start it just lit i'm just like yes and when you guys started praying for me i was like come on jesus Getting strong now. <laughs> God wants to press the truth of the keys of the kingdom have been granted into our hands. We're his. But also conviction in the church. Not guilt trip, but conviction that brings about deeper love. Surrendering of heart. Mercy filling us and bathing us to be about the purposes so he can save people. A wholesome kind of love where worship is like it was here today and it, it's like this a lot. It's not just singing the songs. It's not just going through the thing, but there was, there is glory. Sorry, but it's true. There's glory in some churches that isn't in others. Even though God is omnipresent everywhere, but there is a tangible glory, and I don't ever want to lose it. And the reason why that's so important is because, I don't know about you, but some weeks when I gather around others and I'm going through stuff, I need, I need more than a song. I need more than a sermon. I need more than a scripture. I need the glory of God. To, I need someone. Here's my, bur here's my burden. 
high places are being built instead of holy places. High places in the Old Testament is when the kings of Israel and Judah would compromise with the pagan nations around them who were worshiping other gods and receiving other influences. Some of the holy, supposed to be, kings of Israel and Judah built high places. Not instead of God, but along with. Idols of darkness, competing influences to have residency not only in our heart, but in the house. Jesus, in the New Testament, book of Revelation, in the first three chapters, you come out, even if you read it only casually, warns churches and ministers to not allow high places in the house of the holy because he warns that he will take the lamps. He, I'm sorry, I'm just telling you the Jesus of the Bible compared to the Jesus that's being, he said, he would remove the lampstand like a thief, and you won't know it. That means that the Holy Spirit wants to stay in a tangible, powerful way to remove the holes in my profession and my confession. And that my life will be a holy house, not just positionally, but incrementally. And that you, imagine, imagine if all of us just throw ourselves into this Romans 12, 1 and 2 thing, instead of being conned, not that we are, but we can be. It wouldn't be written if it wasn't possible to be formed. And when I talk about holy, please, 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 listen. This, I'm not talking about sectarian snobbery. I'm not talking about an arrogant distancing with a holier-than-thou attitude toward those people. I'm, that's bondage. That is the worst kind of bondage in the world. I'm not talking about legalism where we have rules and laws and try to conform out of a peer pressure to make people do what they feel like if they don't do will not be buddies again. Oh, that's manipulation. That's witchcraft. No, no, no. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about the rich and the powerful getting the power in the church. We're not talking about flesh kings in the center. We're not talking about high and mighty, no high places. What we're talking about is humility under the hand of the Lord. Shoes off. We're on holy ground. I'm not talking about political. Which side is God on? I'm talking about prophetic. Not political, where we're asking Jesus to declare if he's with the re-pubs or the demo-pubs or just people of the pubs. <laughs> Is he a republicrat or a Democrat? Who are you? No. It's like Joshua. He sees this one with a sword, and it's the Son of God pre-incarnate. And Joshua is so high and mighty after some victories. He says, are you for us or against us? And the Lord says, neither. You take off your shoes because you're on holy ground. And we've forgotten. We can be so strutty that we'll even ask the Lord and demand that he puts his man in the office. Whoever that is. Who is his man, by the way? I'm praying for a woman. So far, the others haven't worked out too well. You get past George Washington and a few of those first guys, and it's like... You and I are to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that we're willing to stand in the fire for the faith regardless of what the king of the earth says because we know the fourth man who is king of kings and lord over kings, is in the center of the fire with us and he won't leave. Baruch Hashem Adonai Eloheinu Alolam. Blessed are you, Lord our God, for you are the king of the universe. I wasn't speaking in tongues, I was just quoting Hebrew. <laughs> Blessed are you, Lord. This is your place. And why is this need so great? This need is so great because our kids and our students not maybe so much in Western Maryland, but while good men sleep, enemy sow seeds. Just write that down. 
but around the country and your kid goes off to somewhere, kids are sitting, students, before people who are in the seat of the mockers. And they are in deceptive spirits, higher places of learning, learning, where Paul says, don't be taken captive by worldly philosophies and those wise in their own eyes. And he warns even pastors about that. You know what we need? We need a, why am I digging surgically into these things? Because I've seen a tidal wave offshore and the glory of the Lord to come right down the center of the church of Jesus Christ. And he's told me it's a wave that's unmatched. It's filled with the love of God where people experience the Jesus of the scriptures. Tim, it's like a burning bush experience. I've heard the cry of those who don't even know they're crying out to me. And I'm going to come down. And he gave me that before I went to Scotland. I'm walking through the streets of Scotland. There's two guys in front carrying a sign. You heard my story. And the one guy, I went over to minister to them and pray for them. And Chuck was his name. He says in his Scottish accent, I want to tell you something that God wants you to know. Like the burning bush experience with Moses, he wants you to know that he's going to come down. And you have to do what he tells you to do, Tim. I know, right? I don't understand that. I don't understand it. I'm no one. So the Lord is leading us to get the rocks out of the highway, lift up the lowly, so we'll be ready to just let the glory of God. Do you sense that when we gather together? Now why is that so important? Because the next thing is there is a contrasting heart condition in the world and it was during the time of Paul. It always will be to the coming of the Lord and it's described in Ephesians chapter 4 verses 17 to 20 and it's a contrasting heart condition. We've, we're going to look at it again in a minute but look, these, this is so powerful. Paul is writing, he's just said for three chapters and we're going to preach this whole three chapters starting in the fall, Lord willing. Rags to Rich is a series, volume three of my Ephesians uh, thing. We'll get back to it. And we're going to go there. But Paul is saying here, I've just told you about who you are in Christ. I've told you about all the blessings. I've told you about how you're to live for the glory of God and how the Holy Spirit has come to live in you, sealing you until the day of redemption. And then he comes along and says, but I say this, and the Lord amens it. And affirm in the Lord that you, you, you and I, believers, are to no longer walk. Once again, nerds, it's the it's the emphatic imperative, which with a continual grammatical tense, meaning make a decision that as a, as a son and daughter of God with the presence of the Lord, positioned in his, in his grace, with a purpose ordained before you were born to fulfill the will of God in your life. With all that said, you can't coast in neutral because there's no neutral. You go one way or the other. And there's a magnet in the world with a contrasting heart condition. And he says to us, you make a decision and keep on making it. And I emphasize it and so does Jesus. Don't walk. There's that body idea. Don't walk. As the Gentiles walk, how do they walk? Gentile just means non-godly people. Whether they're cute, whether they may win a gold medal, whether they can shoot the three, whether they have 33 home runs before the all-star break, whether they're the best looking cat you ever saw in your life, doesn't matter. Futility is in their mind. Doesn't mean they're not nice, doesn't mean we don't hang out, doesn't mean futility is in that mind. Why? Because their understanding's dark. There's no light on in the way they have to figure out things. Why is that? Because the life of God hasn't touched their spirit. Due to the ignorance. They don't know. Many people don't know. And others do know. And what happens when you know? What happens when the light comes close? You harden your heart toward it or you throw all in. And when I do that, when I, when I harden my heart, then a callus gets built there. And then... I give myself over to a other kind of behavior. When we, you know, when we read these words, we think of, you know, uh, you know, maybe uh, certain levels of immorality or those people out there in wackadoodle land. But it, indecent just means you're not in the will of God. You're not in the good, acceptable, and perfect. You're out here doing your own thing. And why are you doing your own thing? With a continual desire for more? Because whatever you feed grows and whatever you starve dies. And then he says this audacious thing. 
But you did not learn Christ in this way. In other words, what he just described right there, if that's part of a discipleship program, leave that church. That, that crowns and Christianizes that you do all that, you're already in a deception. Make an emphatic, imperative statement. Not condemning, but you just, I gotta walk away. Why? Because I don't want to lose my light. I don't want to lose my understanding. I don't want to start calling darkness light, bittersweet. I don't want to start calling truth hate. Then on and on we go. And he says emphatically, and the Lord backs him up. Make a decision and keep on making that you won't walk like those people who are coursing through life. That's their description. And why it is, is because there's no light And when you look at them for a while, there's a smile. But there's a sickness, undiagnosed most likely in their soul. And sorrow is around the bend with sighing because of the substitutes instead of the Spirit of God. Now here's the thing. We know this physically, right? We know this physically. Have you ever been shocked by some healthy person? You hear the story of some healthy person, young or not so young, but healthy, and all of a sudden you hear that they just out of nowhere just die of a stroke or a heart attack? And what's the famous one? The widow maker. And the, and the explanation from the cardiologist will be shockingly to us. He had it from the time they were born. Just didn't know it. Didn't show up. I'm speaking prophetically right now. Or how about people that go in and the doc says, dude, I just got your blood work back. It says butter milkshake on the top. It, you know, you gotta, we got we to gotta talk. We got to talk. We got we to gotta talk. You know what I'm saying? It's not funny, I guess. We have to to radically alter your diet, your lifestyle, the whole deal. Because if not, something bad could happen to you. You want to live to see your grandkids? You want to live to walk your daughter down the aisle? Look, man. And, and, And some people listen to that. A lot of people don't. Or they find their own little way of working that out. I won't take my blood pressure medicine every day. I won't do the thing every day. You know, I'll quit eating ice cream once a week. (laughs) And on and on. And you know what happens? The arteries start to harden. The life that's in the blood doesn't flow, right? It doesn't matter if you're a Republican or Democrat. It doesn't matter if you read the Bible. It's a fact. But thankfully now, there, you could go, hey, look, I don't want to get my heart opened up. I don't want to have to do the groin thing. I don't want to. But if you're telling me the truth and I trust you, let's go. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. And I have friends who now, after having open heart surgery and have triple and quadruple, who are saying, dude, I never knew what it was like to breathe. I never knew what it was like to have this kind of strength. I just got so used to normal, which was killing me. Ephesians 4. The problem I have is in the church world, in some places, we're christening that. And in some parts of behavior, and we'll just not say what that is today, we are calling it Christian now. Jesus doesn't and won't ever And the pressure to cave on that is extreme. But Paul said, if I was still trying to please men, I could not be a bondservant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Part of the role of a preacher is to preach God's word with no need to defend it. And let the Holy Spirit do surgical procedure and break the strongholds of the enemy. Because I'm telling you, you can't logically talk people out of darkness. There has to be a meltdown in the presence of the Lord, in the services, in the church, from the pulpits. You can't just... Paul, God said, Jesus said to him, I have chosen you to turn people from darkness to light and the power of Satan to God. That's Acts 26. So they can have an inheritance in the kingdom of light. You know what? Let me, let me just help us all. 
It's a good and God thing to be set free from demonic deception. Just remind you of that. Don't feel sorry if the Lord drowns your pig demons. Don't feel sorry. He's trying to set you free. Next verse. That in reference to your former way of life, remember the chart, we're going to look at it again in a minute. Remember the chart? In reference to your former way of life, body, soul, and spirit, dead spirit, soul's just making up its own thing, walking that out in their body, that's where we all were. In reference to that, you are to rid yourselves of the old self. I, I'm reading, I'm sorry, I'm reading Paul. Why? Because here's what the old self is always doing. It's being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deception. I just feel this way. Every part of me. Love is love. It's, I, I've prayed about it. And I just, everything, this is, I'm just following my heart. I'm tired of following religion. I'm tired of following what someone's going to tell me. I'm just going to, yes, your desires, sorry. I didn't say it. The Holy Spirit did. They're deceiving ones. And again, you are to be, the only way out of this is to be renewed, renewed. Where? In the way you think. The whole ground of battle is right there. And when the Lord, he might be doing it, probably is. He probably came to church today listening. And you know what? Here's how God works. This message is being recorded. It's gone out. And he's coming after some of you because he wants to set you free and do amazing things through your life. It's not a bad thing for God to rescue you from a burning house. It is a good thing to not die in a fire. It's a really good thing. It's a really good thing. And he's going to work it out, and you're going to flip on. You thought you were turning on a Rolling Stone song, and all of a sudden this crazy guy without shoes on is going to be going, you! That's how it works. The Holy Ghost shows up and goes, boo. No. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self. Here's the good news. There is a self of you and me that God has already ordained and already made. And what is it like? Look at this, I love this. It's created, you didn't do it, I didn't do it. Tailored by God, bing. Go, go, go back one more time, go back, go back. Go back, thank you. I'm not trying to boss, I'm just rolling. Uh, God created in what? This is a relational righteousness. This isn't trying to keep rules. This is a relational me and Jesus righteousness and holiness of the, no, church. Holiness of the church rules. No, truth. When I began pastoring Crestown AG, which was, a, no, no disrespect, because it was in another church I was at as a youth pastor, I found the old membership cards from the 19, I think, the 1940s maybe, and it didn't, it didn't ask you, uh, uh, things I'm talking about right here, it asked you, you had to pr promise to not play cards, square dance, I don't know about hip hop, but square dance was out, and all kinds of things like that. And I thought, what happened in the that got to the point where that became the vow? I just chucked those cards out, grew my hair down to like hippie level, and just said, we're gonna rock and roll and blow this thing wide out of here. <laughs> Because I want, I want God to birth a righteousness in somebody. You know, we can put standards about things and then we all just fake it. Because we know we're out if we don't do the deal, so we just do the deal. That's not Christianity. I don't know what that is. That's loony stuff that turns people off. Who can live up to that? Nobody's living up to it, by the way. And God doesn't ask you to. He emancipates us into honesty, humility, simplicity, Innocence before him, gut honest truth, and in gut honest truth, he generates something you could never in yourself out of grace and makes us someone we could never be. That's a good place to clap, by the way. All right. So let's go back to the, let's go to the chart again. So here's how that works. Here it is. 
Next week, I'm going to have a, one of these things I can write on. I'll never turn back after that. So if I had it today, let's go, let's go to the chart again real quick. Go to the chart again. Thanks. I would write HS right here. Just imagine. And the arrow goes into here. It brings this alive. But you know what? Something has to happen between HS here and here. It has to be this person says yes to the HS. But if you're right here and the devil is pressing you with a fear of man. Proverbs says the fear of man is a snare. And Paul had to tell Timothy because people that preach the truth were getting beaten up, thrown in jail, and worse. And he told him in that context, Timothy, stir up the gift that's in you. Be, be a good soldier. Stand faithful just like Jesus had to before Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate could have said, Jesus, listen, we just want to make the empire great again. We'll, we'll protect your God and your guns. Just sign on the line. And we'll get on out of here. I want to set you free, by the way. Just don't touch my idol. Let's just create a church that all the people in love with the devil would love to come to. I'll just stop right there. So, the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of truth, by the way, and comfort, and the comfort of the Spirit is this. When he reveals to you traumatic and terrible but God-honest truth about why you are and I am where I am and how to come out, that's rough. That's hard. But you know what he promises to do? Comfort you as you break through the dirt crust of this and this to walk it out this. And before any of us can think, we deserve any of that. Let me show you where all of us were. Next verse. And you and me were dead in our trespasses and sins, right? In which we formerly, there's a body image. What do we do? We're just walking. We're just walking it out. When you're in sin... It's like being in the water. If you're a fish in the water, you don't realize you're, you're just being a fish. I never woke up in the morning and go, hey, I want to get to some sinning today. I just lived. I just lived. We all followed that. Oh, and it gets really offensive here. A course of the world. Yeah, I get it. The course of the world. But also this. You were following the prince of the power of the air. Hey. You know who that is, right? Do you know who that is? His name starts with an S and ends with an N. And there's an A-T-A in the middle. It's offensive hate speech right here saying to me, you are saying to me that I, T. McGee, good-looking red-headed freck-faced kid, red round car on a red spider bike, just loving everybody, nice kid, could sing, could charm, the, could charm a snake. I was following him. Oh, and I was of the spirit that is now working where? What's it say? Does it say around? Where, wait, where is it? No, 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 no. Go back to the, go back to the, am I making this happen myself? Let's go back, huh? Oh. See, see, there you go. There you go. You know what? See what we do? Adam did it, right? She ate the uh, I'm a work in progress. The Russians did it. Whatever. Whatever. I'm sorry. My apologies. Livy's for all. Let's go. Okay. Um, nobody asked me. Anybody need a... Do I owe anybody a Livy's? From last week? No, I, you two, I don't believe. I don't believe. You're playing with me, Tim Skiles. I'm going to take your political sign down out of our yard out there. Where am I? Uh, I lost myself. Oh, here we are. Look, look. I'm, we should laugh because this, this, this freaks me out. All right. And we're by nature children of wrath. Did, is there, wait, where is it? There it is. Of this, here we are. Sorry. 
of the spirit that is now working, it would be so much more comfortable if it said around, around us. No, it says the spirit in us. That spirit is in agreement with him who orchestrates and generates the, this. Isn't that culture shock? Huh? It is to me. God just explain to Bill Maher that's how God sees the world. Or your humanities professor. I'm going to laugh at you like you're one of the, one of the three stooges. They laughed at Paul too on Mars Hill, same way. And they laughed at Jesus. Actually, they threw him off, tried to throw him off a cliff. In his home church. Among, let's go, keep going. You guys are doing an excellent job up there. But God, but God, look, here, here, every, here's, here's what I want us to come to. Everybody, 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 we need to be bathed in mercy toward people. Because we didn't get in because we were something. We got in because, because he is something. And God, here's what he did for you and I, and here's what he wants to do for every person you can even think of. God being rich in mercy because of his, here it is, great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in our transgressions and sins. And what happened was when we believed, he took that part of our spirit and he made it alive and he raised it up to sit with Jesus at the right hand of God. By grace you've been saved. Not yourselves. It's a gift. Nobody can boast of that. Nobody can boast of that. We were all in that con game with a power within us that we couldn't change ourselves. But God didn't leave us there. He came to the burning building. He saw something in us that I still don't understand what he's ever seen in me. I'll never understand it. I'll never understand it. There is no earthly reason that I've ever done anything to be standing right here. Never has been, never will be. But you know what we are? We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God, before you were ever born, prepared for you to walk in. Walk into, walk in through, all of us. All right, is that enough? One last thing. Jesus gave up the world so he could save us instead. This is what he did. Satan offered him everything this world offers. Fame, glory, riches, power, and he turned it all down. Remember? He gets filled with the Holy Spirit and the Spirit drives him into the wilderness to get in a fight with the devil. And while he's there, he doesn't eat for 40 days. Can you imagine how hungry? And the devil does all those temptations in one of them. It says he lifted Jesus up and showed him in a flash all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said this to him, all of it, all of it, all the power of it, all the authority of it, all the splendor, it's mine. Adam gave it to him. It's mine. And I can give it. And this is what he's doing. I can give it to anybody I wish. And you know, I can't even imagine, but there are people that are actually doing that. Some of it's probably urban legend, but some people have been convinced this, this, this is the way. And he says to, to Jesus, just do one thing. This is all this narcissist ever wants. Attention, fear of him, and allegiance. Simply bow down and worship me and all of it is yours. And Jesus rebukes him and says it's written worship the Lord your God and serve him only and God had a plan for Jesus Jesus didn't need any of that he had more than that and the only thing he wanted in all of the domain of the enemy and was willing to die for it was you and me and a guy I just saw sitting on a step out front of the YMCA the other day as I was at a stop sign, I just looked over. And that poor man looks like he's been to hell and back 25 times. 
probably doesn't even have sanity. You can even have a logical conversation. But there was a day when that guy was a kid. He was somebody's son. I've talked to people that got off trains riding around the country. Some of the most brilliant people I've ever talked to in my life. People riding around trains in the world. With stories galore. Brilliant people. But lost as you could ever be. And you can't logic it in them. I used to go, when I was going to college in Florida, I'd just go over to the train station and sit there on Saturdays. I said, you guys, just get off the train. It's amazing how many of them had pastors as fathers. Raised up in legalistic, abusive Christianity. They want nothing to do with it. And to try to break through that thing, that stronghold, that has been embedded for their life. Only God can do it. But listen, we can't fight this thing about the politics. We can't fight what's coming. There's a militaristic, venomous thing coming. We can't beat it. We're not to fight it. The devil wants us to fight it. We overmatch it in humility with our shoes off, with a holy presence that's not of our own that points people to him and not us. I prayed with my cousin the other day in the hospital who, is, who has gone through a really rough thing in his life. We're gonna close right here, guys. Really rough thing in his life. He's not really a Christian. And I said to him, hey, I wanna pray for you. And he looked at me and he said, I said, I wanna, I, I said, let's you and I get a hold of Jesus. And he goes, the, the Republican Jesus? You know there isn't a republic in Jesus, right? When we push the repub onto Jesus, we turn half the country off and vice versa. What we all need is to throw ourselves in because of the mercy of God into this working power of the Spirit. Jesus gave himself for us that he might rescue us from this present evil age according to the will of God and if we will do that and continue to do that God by his power will break through chains in people's lives we have to only do one thing we have to keep doing only one thing only one thing is the only thing we've ever had to start doing and ever need to keep doing We can give him our money. We can give him church attendance. We can give him all kinds of stuff. He's only wanted one thing. The only thing anybody wants from us, just us, he wants our heart. can hide everything. It's hard to give your heart when your heart's been broken. It's hard to give your heart when you... But Jesus is only after one thing in you and me. He wants to save the one thing most precious it's your heart it's mine there have been times where I felt like my heart couldn't beat one more time and when your heart and your flesh fail you the Jesus that found you when your heart wasn't beating at all and brought it to life will always come to us in our brokenness we say, Lord, I might lose the church. I might lose friends. I might lose family. I am. But please, don't let me lose my heart with you. And all the time, every time, because it's who he is. He just comes blazing in. Sometimes you feel it. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes it comes by the presence of God. Sometimes it comes by the presence of a friend. Sometimes it comes from people that don't even know what you're going through and bam, zam, boom. They send you a message. They send you a something. They call you on the phone. They show up at your house. And it's just like, wow, God is always about stepping into our stuff, always wanting to intercept us and lift us up. So I said all that to say in the midst of all this stuff we're going through. And uh, yeah, 
59 minutes and so many seconds, whatever. All that to say, here's what we say. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my soul. Here's the thing that I always hold back. The thing that many times is the only thing missing when we get together. That peace that's always holding back. Jesus. Here's my heart. If you're str- whatever you're struggling with, listen. And you try to think, I, there's no way I can live it. There's no way I can. There, you don't understand, Tim, all the things I got to change and all the people, all the stuff I got to bring. Oh, my God. Why? Well, I, I can't. Listen, that's not what he's asking you to do. He's not asking you for anything. He's not asking you to change anything. He's asking you for the only thing. Give me your heart. Just give me your heart. And from the inside out, God, God will generate something fresh and new. Lord, I pray, if anybody has a little bit more time, I pray that you would confirm this word in this place with the signs that accompany it. Destroy the work of the devil off of people. Open the eyes of the blind. Heal the brokenhearted. Set at liberty those that are bound. And proclaim the favorable year of the Lord on your people and those who are wandering to have a magnet pull on them from the Father's house regardless of what they think about themselves back into the embrace of God's King. None of that I can do. None of that anybody could do. But you can do that and more than we ask or even think in Jesus' name. Everybody stand, please. Hey, this is Pastor Dustin, and thanks for listening. If you live in the Western Maryland area, we would love for you to engage with us at one of our weekend services or weekday gatherings. For directions, service times, and information about our fabulous children's and student environment, please visit myloh.church.